the ether today's tuesday december 14th 2021 this was a twitter space hosted by secret spaces featuring stash let's take a listen welcome everybody to the very first regular secret spaces today we're hosting the stash team we're talking secret nfts we're taking a second to get the invites out to all the people from the stash ecosystem uh, so we'll be sending those invites out momentarily. Hopefully, uh, lots of folks can make it up to ask their questions in the second half. But we're going to start by going through Stash a little bit, which is launching on Mainnet this week on the 17th. Super, super exciting and a huge milestone for the secret NFT ecosystem, which has been growing like crazy. So give us a moment here while we promote some speakers, get some co-hosts up here, and we'll jump right in. All right, we got our first co-host up here. So we're gonna let people join from the Stash team. A lot of them are switching back to mobile so they can join us here, but I'll let Patrick at least start introducing himself, start introducing today's secret space, uh, and then we'll get everybody up on stage so they can start introducing themselves and the Stash platform, talk a bit about secret NFTs. Just before I hand it over to Patrick, letting everybody know we're gonna do this on a regular basis. We're probably going to do these weekly. They won't always have special guests. They'll always have a special topic. Some of them will be more open floor than others, just taking questions from the community at large. But today, we're especially excited to have the focus on Stash and Secret NFTs, talk about that ecosystem, the projects that have launched, the features that are coming. Um, if you have questions about other pieces of the ecosystem, if we've still got time at the very end of the space and people can stick around, We'll try to get those questions answered too and bring you guys up. Um, yeah, but we're starting to get everybody up here. Uh, we've got a couple more people that I'm going to add. Awesome. Patrick, uh, if you're ready to go, I'm going to hand it over to you to start setting up the space. Yeah, I think I got it working now. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. All right, cool. Sorry about that. Just trying to get my phone set up. I was going to use a Bluetooth device, but it doesn't seem to be working. But okay, hopefully the sound is good enough. My name is Patrick. I work for the Secret Foundation. And today we have the Stash team. Um, if, if each of you want to go around and just say a couple of sentences about what you do for Stash. You want sure. to start um, for him? I can start. Um, I am Clifford. Um I'm uh, the lead dev of uh, the app, while Badrick is the lead dev of uh, the contracts. Um, and we have been working on this for like six months now. 
Um, and it's really exciting to see this come to life in three days. We already have the um, test net up for people to test everything uh, uh, for quite a while, for like one month now, but uh, it's really exciting to see this go live on my net. Yeah. Awesome. Florian, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, name is Florian. I'm in, or been in Secret NFT since the very early beginning of the whole protocol. And then in Stash, like, starting from the early prototypes um, right now more in an advisor capacity so like giving some input on mt stuff um, helping where i can with with infrastructure and, and things yeah and also like so much looking forward for for the launch for like bursting open this whole secret nft ecosystem and, and seeing what people come up with and and what new primitives and, and use case are enabled by nfts plus privacy I guess I'll go next. Um, I'm Badrick. I uh, I'm the creator of the secret NFTs uh, specification and uh, reference implementation. Um, and uh, regarding Stash, I uh, do all the I write all the code for everything that happens on the blockchain, and uh, and also I just kind of uh, act as a consultant for any of the secret nft projects that uh that you know could use some help uh regarding the 721 spec and you know just have general questions about how to implement the things that they would like to see done and uh also um very excited to uh to see things go live here in a few days cool i'll go next um yeah my name's ollie um otherwise known as scary looking i think i'm probably well, no, I am. I'm the newest member of the team. Um, so I'm, my background is just as a, a standard software developer. Um, and I sort of stumbled into the project and, and started doing things. Um, so now I'm uh, looking after DevOps uh, and I'm a community manager, which has been um, really interesting because it's given me uh, insight into lots of projects that are coming up who are just doing really interesting, amazing, creative stuff. Um, I think we've only really scratched the surface so far as well. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Amazing. Uh, and I'll just chime in as well. This is Tor speaking from the Secret Network official account, but I'm also working with the Stash team, especially to get things to market, to find more creators to launch on the platform, to ensure that Stash is well positioned to be a foundational piece of the Secret NFT ecosystem so that people can come in and create their collections, come in and collect the collections that appeal to them, explore some of the unique features of secret NFTs, what differentiates them from every other NFT ecosystem. I think you might cut off there a little bit. Yeah, it keeps kicking out my audio, so I don't think I'm gonna talk very much, but I was just saying, uh, excited to see the entire ecosystem grow and excited to see Stash expand. So without letting my audio kick out again, I'll hand it back over to you, Patrick, to take us into what secret NFTs actually are. All right, so I'm going to assume everybody listening in probably is familiar with what an NFT is, um, probably familiar with Ethereum NFTs as they're the most popular, but I'd say pretty much any blockchain that supports smart contracts these days also supports NFTs. Uh, we have Solana, Binance Smart Chain, Avalanche, um, Terra, so all these different blockchains support NFTs, but what makes secret NFTs different from all of those is the privacy built into it. So 
Badrick, uh, I think you would probably be the best person to talk about that, seeing as you wrote the SNP 721 specification. Do you want to say a few words about what makes a secret NFT different from an Ethereum NFT? Uh, sure. Um, as you alluded to, uh, uh, privacy is uh, is the main difference in which uh, a secret NFT, the uh, not only the owner of an NFT, but also uh, metadata uh, is private by default. So uh, basically like a, a secret NFT, um, it has both public and private metadata. So when when uh, an NFT is minted, the uh, the creator has the option of deciding what uh, what metadata is needed to be private for you know whatever use case their app has and what what metadata should be private. Um, so the uh, uh, basically the owner, even though the the creator might decide that you know this this particular information is necessarily public, this other information is private. The owner still has the option to uh, decide to make public anything that's private. So they can do that globally to basically make anyone be able to well, or be able to share private data with anyone, or they can just. Uh, specify specific addresses that they want to give permission to view private information. Um, and also that, that works the same with ownership as well. Um, basically, uh, ownership is private, but if they wanted to publicize their ownership of an NFT, they could do that either globally or they could whitelist specific addresses. Um, I, I would say uh, in general, uh, secret NFTs are are closer to uh, Cosmwasm uh, 721's uh, CW721 spec. And that's primarily just because uh, when everything was being created with the anticipation of IBC and intercontract calls, uh, and, and this is the same reason that SNP 20s are, are based off of uh, Cosmwasm 20s as well, is that we expect that that would likely be the the kind of general uh, format for these tokens throughout the entire interchain uh, ecosystem. And so uh, uh, some of the differences in Cosmwasm 721 from ERC 721s is that uh, because gas isn't as expensive, um, instead of really having uh, everything in a URI where, you know, like, like in Ethereum, you, you generally will host your metadata JSON somewhere else. And just the, the NFT itself will have a URI that points you to the JSON that contains all your metadata. But because gas is a lot cheaper, uh, you actually have the option to specify a lot of your metadata and store it on chain. Uh, so that's also another nice, nice benefit um, in general. Uh, the other differences have to do primarily with the functionality that controls the, uh, the privacy. So, uh, you know, basically the whitelisting functionality, uh, and also, um, some additional things that were added to, uh, secret NFTs, uh, or SNP 721s that aren't part of, uh, Cosmwasm 721s is it, it includes a lot of batch transactions, uh, just 
to help save gas. So instead of like if you were sending multiple NFTs, you don't have to do a separate transaction for each one. You can actually send multiples in the exact same uh, in, in one transaction. So it, it has a batch minting, batch transferring, batch burning functionality. Um, also, uh, it includes uh, it, it includes and, and, and the, the batch functionality is optional. It's not uh, it's not a requirement in the base of uh, of SNP 721s, but certainly uh, is recommended if someone were to write their own SNP 721 compliant contract. Uh, it's certainly recommended to include the batch functionality just so that it's usable by by people, but it's it's not required. And then uh, see some of the other differences would be um, oh it also includes the option to specify royalties so you could specify like uh royal addresses that should receive royalties as well as the percentages that should go to each one um it also has an optional uh specification of uh like minting serial numbers so if for example you had a uh, uh you were doing a minting of you know like a thousand nfts um uh, it's just a standard way that you can specify that this particular NFT is number six of 1000. And also that it is in the current mint run, like the, the first mint run, whereas if sort of like with book editions, um, you know, it, it does allow you to specify whether it's the like first printing, second printing, so on and so forth as well. Um, I think that's the majority of the differences. Um, oh, well, it does have uh, another optional uh, thing that's implemented in the uh, reference implementation is kind of useful for loot boxes where you can actually have what's called sealed metadata. So in that particular case, you have uh, uh, your private metadata is actually not even viewable by the owner because it's considered sealed. So imagine like a deck of playing card or a deck of trading cards. So it's it's kind of still still in its wrapper. So the owner actually can't see it until they uh, irreversibly unwrap it. And then when they do that, it'll be uh, uh, depending on the implementation of you know what the what the actual project needs. It'll either be unwrapped and stay private, or it'll be unwrapped into public metadata. And so, what what this enables is uh, a way for you to basically kind of buy a pack of cards, and you know, possibly just never decide to open it, and then sell that on a secondary market. And people will know for sure that you weren't able to spy to see that you know it, it didn't have anything valuable before trying to sell it. And so, you know, this is just a way to to enable sort of loot boxes and and you know wrapped packs of cards, if you will. But um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's the majority of the differences between uh, secret NFTs and uh, Cosmwasm seven twenty ones, as well as ERC seven twenty ones. Awesome, thanks, Badrick. Yeah, you know, when I first heard the concept of secret NFTs, I remember. It was kind of hard to wrap my hand around at first because when you think of an nft you think 
something that you can show the world and say, I own this. And when you first hear private and NFT put together, you think, why would you want an NFT to be private? Don't, don't you want to be able to show the world? And I think it's it's the programmable privacy that is key and that people have to to really understand. And that's when it clicks. And that's when it, that's when you realize all those different possibilities that you just touched on. As the, the developer and the owner of the NFT both have so many different options of what they can do with that data. It, it's not just a, a black box, you know, where only the owner can see this NFT or only the developer can see this NFT. There's, there's a lot you can do um, and a lot that the NFT world hasn't really explored yet because of traditional NFTs being 100% public. Um, so just anybody from the stash team, do any of you guys want to touch on maybe something that you've seen a secret NFT project do so far that has been interesting to you? No, I think I can, I can take this. Um, so like from a, from a general perspective, I think you phrase it very well. Um, this privacy is something that you get on top of what you get with classical NFTs. And I think um, with the projects that are out already, we're starting to see like creators utilizing this aspect. And you also said it, um, but still want to want to put it in here. Um, what this privacy aspect gives you is the ability that you can have a smart contract or secret contracts interacting with this private part of the data. So you can have parts of your NFT that are kind of locked into this Web3 system of the blockchain can make use of this private data without you needing to expose this data um, to the public, which is like a huge problem on um, Ethereum right now, because if you like wanna have on-chain NFTs, um, you have to make the data public because like if, if it isn't public, you have to run it in some uh, most often centralized backend so that you can control who has access to this data. And with secret NFTs, you suddenly have the possibility to do something that is completely on-chain, that is completely decentralized, but still gives you this, this aspect of, of having data that you can only make available to the parties that actually need to, to use it. And um, I personally come from a, from a game background. Um, and the first thing that I took part in was a game called Secret Heroes. And I think that is a pretty good example of, of what you can do with secret NFTs because what we used in this project is the ability to kind of store data about the player characters that you have in the game on the blockchain. So you're able to suddenly like run a game completely on the blockchain and still making use of the, the properties of the game that the other players are not supposed to know, um, like the strengths of your characters or the card that you are playing. And I think um, we're seeing part of this in, in current projects that are coming out, um, like having private messages encrypted on the on the um, NFT. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, for Stash, we're going to use it to um, store the uh, encrypted IPFS files and everything in the private metadata. So um, all those things, I think, are like opening a gate that that we're gonna see a lot of interesting use cases popping up in the coming weeks and months and years. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Secret Heroes. Um, it's, it's been a little while since that released. So the Secret NFT specification has been out for a while. Um, we're just now starting to see more projects using it. And 
stash is going to allow for many more projects to to launch. It's it's going to be the the way that most projects launch, I would say. Um, in addition to Secret Heroes, so far we've had the Anons NFT collection, which is probably the most well known. Um, we had Secret Punks, and we had Redacted Rabbits, I believe, most recently. And we have a whole lot that are planning to launch within the next coming weeks. So let's talk about what Stash is and how it's going to allow these products to launch. So what would you guys say, how would you describe Stash? Would you say it's the open sea of Secret Network? I would say that's the closest comparison that people can make at this stage. Right. Um, in that it is a marketplace. It's a place to discover projects, to offer projects. It's really connecting the entire secret NFT ecosystem to itself, which is a massive public good for all of these projects that have launched recently or are going to launch. Uh, so we definitely see Stash as being a major hub within the secret NFT ecosystem and for secret network more generally as all of these projects are finding ways to cross-pollinate, uh, not just on the platform itself, but in all the community channels like the Discord or even here on this space. Just really cool to see uh, that many of the creators who are coming to Stash are also collectors, and many of the collectors also want to create. So in that way, it's, it's the sort of marketplace that's easier to get going because one person finds themselves on each side. Uh, and because secret NFTs are so unique versus what's come before, we're attracting new kinds of creators, new kinds of collectors all the time to the platform. And after the mainnet launch and after things are opened up to the full community, I think it's going to be a lot easier for people to get hands-on and experience for themselves how these features are different and why we say things like access control shouldn't be mediated by any front-end platform. Uh, but it should be mediated by the blockchain itself. We should really be building all of this stuff to be Web3 native. Maybe Clipart, you're in the best position to talk about some of the first features that people are going to be able to experience when the platform launches on mainnet and then what they can expect from here through the end of the year for people who want to try creating their own collections or collecting what's already been created? Yeah, sure. Um, so the first features that we'll launch, and this will be on the 17th, um, we'll, uh, so the features that we already have built is the Minter and to allow creators to import the collections that they did outside of Stash, for instance, Anons and uh, Redacted Clubs and uh, Secret Punks, to import their collections to Stash so people can start their secondary uh, sales, right? So they did a primary sales like a couple of weeks ago, and the people that are uh, the people that own the NFTs from those sales are uh, just eager to sell them on a secondary marketplace on a on a trust. So basically, Stash is like an escrow, right? So. Uh, we mediate the sale uh, for those NFTs as a secondary sale, right? So on the 17, people uh, or these particular collections um, are allowed to import their collections on Stash so people can uh, start trading the NFTs. Um, and on the 21, we will open Minter for uh, 
whitelisted creators to actually create a collection on Stash and create NFTs on Stash. So they can sell it as their primary sales, uh, primary sales. Um, and uh, one week after that, we will just open a stash for everyone, for every creator. Uh, obviously, uh, the buyers uh, have full access to stash uh, on the 17, uh, but only the minter will be blocked by then until the. 29 or something. So 21 will uh, let whitelisted uh, addresses to mint, and on the 29 we will just let everyone to mint. This is just to uh, control traffic and uh, make sure that everything works all right. We are not uh, giving early access to anyone just because this is just to control um, to control the the narrative on. Uh, um, on sessions and see if we don't really break anything. Uh, so we don't just allow everyone to do whatever on the first day, just, just to control the narrative, right? Um, so the abilities that you have right now on Stash are basically, you can, uh, or, or I will talk about the the features that we have on the 29, so for everyone. So you can mint a collection, you can, uh, or you can create a collection, you can mint NFTs to that collection. Um, you can then sell them, for whatever price. And first, we will just allow fixed prices, but uh, we are working on auctions and offers for version two, which will uh, be not long after the, the launch. Um, so you can sell them for fixed prices. Uh, once you buy NFT, you can hide your ownership or you can reveal it um, if the Tokens allow. Uh, give me a second. Let me think. Yeah, but so basically, for now, you can only sell and buy. But uh, we will add features like reveal certain private traits or properties from the NFT you own, uh, if the collection allows it. Because once you are creating a collection, you can actually specify if. Uh, um you can change the metadata or not or if the owner can change the metadata of the nft or not so if the collection doesn't allow it obviously you can do that but uh, if it allows it we can uh, we will add a feature to change that as well directly on stash um and and yeah you can just uh, we will add a sort for every kind of uh, um a search that uh, buyers may uh, want to search for, for instance, ranks. Uh, so ranks are a bit complicated because there are a lot of ways to do ranks on uh, on NFTs, right? Because uh, first of all, this uh, because this is a privacy by, def by default, we can only uh, do a rank system on NFTs to see if it's rare or not, if it's if it has rare traits or not by the public traits, right? Because not even Stash has uh, uh, the ability to see the private traits. Um, so that's why the rank is a bit sketchy. But um, so yeah, you can sort by, by everything. Recently created, recently listed, sold for, see like the average price of every collection, uh, like the floor price of every collection, 
stuff like that. So a lot of features to help people be able to buy with confidence, right? And we'll also have like a little feature where uh, once you want to sell NFT you own, uh, you can just do a pitch sale. Uh, this doesn't really exist on Ethereum because everything is public, right? So, but this pitch sale on Stash actually makes sense because uh, once you are selling an NFT, the people that are buying it are not really sure what's on the private metadata, right? Because they can see it. So the pitch sale is a way to let the seller say, hey, once you buy this NFT, you will get blah, 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 blah. Obviously, they can lie, <laughs> and Stash can too, can't verify that, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it's open market, you know. Um, but yeah, those are mainly the features on version one. Uh, I don't think I forgot anything. But yeah, that's it. That's super exciting. There's just a lot, <laughs> a lot to do, a lot to explore. And I should take a moment to reset the space and thank everyone. Um, anybody who was a beta tester for Stash or an alpha tester for Stash, hugely, hugely appreciated as we work to get this to market. Uh, invaluable for uncovering any of the early bugs, ensuring that the first collections that are going to launch on the platform are going to launch with the best possible experience for collectors and holders. So thank you. And to everybody who's joined the space since we began, just to reset quickly, this is the first secret space that we're doing. Uh, it's going to become a weekly or at least an extremely regular occurrence. We won't always have guests, but today we have the special guests from the Stash team explaining the Stash marketplace, which is launching mainnet December 17th with a number of supported collections and then opening up to the public with all features by the end of the month. Uh, we're excited to be talking about what's revolutionary about secret NFTs, the expanded design space, everything that's going to be possible when you add native privacy and access control to a non-fungible token standard. Um, it's a really exciting world. Uh, there's a lot of people listening to this call who are some of the pioneers of this world who are running their own projects. If any of them want to stick their hands up now, this is a good time to start requesting speakership if you want to ask your questions. Uh, or if in asking your question, you want to say anything about the project that you're building on the network, I see some of the projects here or some of the uh, non-holders or redacted club holders or secret punk holders are here. Uh, start getting your hands up. I think we're going to start moving to audience questions shortly. But Patrick, is there anything else we should make sure we ask the team while we've got them here? I think they covered it pretty good. I'm excited. I think it's going to open up the world of secret NFTs to a whole bunch of new projects. And we're going to see some exciting stuff coming out over the next month. Amazing. Anything else? Last comments from the Stash team before we go to the audience questions? I think that was a no. Anybody? <laughs> so I guess um, uh, one thing I'll mention, I, uh, I don't think it was, it was brought up. But uh, like one, one of the features that will be available when everything is... Uh, is released to the public is uh, basically the ability to uh, to sell multiple copies of the same NFT. If like if uh, if somebody had wanted to uh, uh, say create a uh, uh, an NFT, sell a hundred of the same NFT, 
uh, it, it basically you could create a listing for that and it would just do lazy minting so that so that the uh, creator doesn't actually have to uh, pay for minting everything first and it would uh, any anytime somebody purchases they would just mint on demand but that's about all I I think I had to add yeah I forgot to add that good points good points <laughs> that's a sick feature and I'm sure a lot of creators are already thinking about how they can use it for their own purposes. I think we're good to turn this over then to community questions so we still have time to get through everything. We've got another 20 minutes or so until the top of the hour. So from the requests, we'll start bringing people up here one by one. Just ask the question. We ask that you mute again after, and then we'll try to bring up everybody as we can. I'm going to start with... Uh, Maybe this is a little self-serving. I see there's an Anon who wants to ask a question. So we're going to bring up the Anon. Hello, Anon. Hey, how's everyone doing? Um, so I, my question, I think you kind of addressed this, but I, I guess I didn't quite hear the answer. So if you're, if you have a project that is trying to, you know, collaborate with another, another secret project and, and they want to embed something in the NFT to give away, you said that is possible, correct? For example, I know Alter's been working a lot with these NFT projects um, to give subscriptions. Like, was that would that be possible to like embed in the metadata so that when they purchase it, they could then you know unveil a key? Yeah. So, so basically, the uh, the metadata really is is completely open ended, and anything that you want to store in the private metadata, you can. And so the the nice thing. With as far as like if you want to have a sort of a inter contract uh, usage, is you can have your like what whatever app you're using that the that the, the basically the UI for your app uh, can have the user create a transaction that would whitelist the other contract to view that private metadata. So like in this case, if uh, if AlterMail had some contract that it was using to uh, to authenticate um, in your own UI, you could basically have the user, you could prompt the user to okay a transaction to whitelist the alter mail contract to be able to look at the private metadata of your token and then whatever information you stored there that that contract needs to know, it would be able to access. Awesome. That, I mean, that is pretty much exactly what I was looking to understand. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Awesome. Great question. Let's bring a couple other people up here. So I think in the order, at least in which I noticed them. All right. We've got one person connecting. Welcome to the stage. Do you have a question? Go ahead. Yeah, um, so my question is basically with respect to the royalties. Um, just want to understand how would the royalties work when we have, you know, the users creating the secret NFTs, which are going to be private by default, and how are we going to do the splits if there are multiple creators working collaboratively and we want to do the royalty splits there? So uh, the royalties work uh, like this. Once you mint NFT, you can set um, an amount of uh, addresses, and each address 
as a percentage that will be the royalty uh, that Stash will send uh, once there's a sell for this NFT. So let's say you set uh, uh, address A percentage 5, address B percentage 10. Uh, once the sell happens, uh, we will retrieve uh, 15% from uh, the total sell and send it to the respective addresses. Um, and yeah, that, that's basically it. Do you have, but do you have any, anything in mind or that answer their question? Um, yeah, that immediately answers the question, you know, but uh, also was thinking in terms of the privacy which we are talking about, right? So are we going to keep the ownership of the NFTs with respect to creators? The addresses, of course, would be linked, but um, with respect to royalty splits as well, is it going to be visible, uh, you know, a public to the network or public to the chain or public to the marketplace or is it going to just be um, accessible to the creators themselves that this is going to be the split uh so basically the private the the addresses are private by default uh but the percentage aren't right so um on the same example if you have uh Address A, 5%, address B, 10%. The 5 and 10% will be public. So people can see that uh, once uh, they sell this NFT, uh, they will basically lose 15% uh, from this, their uh, sales price, but uh, they can see the address. The owner, or ever, from the NFT that is selling the NFT, can see the addresses because the addresses are embedded in a private metadata or not embedded in a private metadata, but uh, the owner has access to everything that's private uh, of the NFT. And one of those things are the addresses for the, for the royalties. But uh, for everyone else, it's not uh, public. Nobody can see it, only the owner and that's it. Basically, uh, regarding the address privacy for royalties, um, anyone who has the uh, permission to transfer an NFT will also be able to see the addresses for the royalties. And, and that's just as a necessity, because uh, uh, if somebody can transfer it, there is the possibility that they're transferring it because they're doing you know, their own sale off site or something like that. And so they need to see uh, what addresses should get paid the royalties. So that that basically, uh, um, so when uh, when the listing is created, the public would only see the percentages, not the addresses. But as soon as somebody bought the NFT, when they become the owner, because now they would have the ability to transfer ownership, they would be able to see the the royalty addresses. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Awesome. Let's keep bringing people up. I see a few open ones. Next guest seems to be some sort of snake. So let's see what he's got to say. Cobra, welcome. Hello. Welcome to the stage. What's up? Uh, I just want to say secret, awesome project. Obviously, I've been following it a while. Um, bit of a random question, but um, with uh, the Kusama network, for example, You've got um, EVMs that are compatible with MetaMask with a custom RPC network. Is there any plans to get with MetaMask to have an option for using MetaMask with Secret? Obviously not with an RPC network, so it's not an EVM, but 
it might be a nice idea. I love Kepler. I don't want to take anything away from Kepler, but it'd be nice to have that sort of option there for MetaMask users to be able to easily jump onto the Seeker network. It's an interesting question, indirectly related to all of this. Uh, as far as I'm aware, and maybe, I don't know if, Bedrick, you have any more insight on this side. I wish Secret Labs team was here to speak a bit more about this, but I, I don't think it's really being considered at the moment, mostly because we aren't an EVM chain and aren't considering going that route for people who are listening who aren't as familiar with the network. We use Cosmosm-based smart contracts, similar to Terra, similar to Juno the main smart contracting standard for the entire Cosmos universe. They're Rust-based contracts. It makes integrating with a lot of EVM-focused tooling very hard, but there's some incredible native tooling to the Cosmos ecosystem and to Terra and so on that we do take advantage of um, that actually is, uh, I personally believe, a lot more future-proofed. So that's the current status, but we know that you reach millions of users with these things. It's also interesting to see more and more browsers adding native wallet integration, supporting other chains. For example, Brave recently announcing support for Solana. It may be that that's where things start to go, as these are direct browser integrations or direct mobile integrations, and we're working on getting even more mobile support for secret network and for secret apps. I think that's useful for us to start thinking about exploring. But it's wide open right now, and I, I would liken it to how things looked in the mid-90s with browsers. You know, the browsers that users were using to access this universe that was their front door turned over multiple times. And MetaMask is how people are currently accessing the Ethereum and EVM universe. But that doesn't mean that that's going to be the standard going forward. It doesn't even mean that wallets will end up being the front door versus more and more standalone materials uh, or, or standalone applications. Anyway, that's my personal feeling on this. Is there anybody else up here on the stage who's got a feeling about this? Thanks for that. That was pretty in-depth and good. Um, like I say, I absolutely love Kepler. I think Kepler runs a lot smoother than MetaMask and things like that. I just think it's always a nice option to actually bring people um, into the ecosystem and meet wallets like Kepler and stuff. I'm not thinking MetaMask is the all-seeing, all-dancing. Um, I just wondered if it was something that, you know, it could be something you could talk with the MetaMask team. And But, um, yeah, no, that was a nice answer. Thank you. Certainly. All right, let's bring up a rabbit. I see a redacted bunny or a redacted rabbit. I should be less careless with how I talk about these projects. Um, they have very precise names. So welcome. Welcome to the stage. What's your question? Uh, to export transaction history, earnings, et cetera. Um, yes. Yeah, we will have that. Um, not, uh, not right now at launch, but uh, we'll have it in the near, near future. So the transactions are saved on our factory contract, and the factory contract is basically the escrow for everything. Um, and if you have uh, access rights, or if you have the viewing key or permit to see your transactions, then we uh, give you an option to export that. Excellent. Thank you. Awesome. We got two more speaker requests. I'm going to bring up. Uh, first, John, and then Beardles. And then if anybody else wants to stick their hand up, we still have some time at the end of this space. Feel free to get your questions in. We've hovered around 200 guests for this space. We're going to keep promoting these uh, after the holidays and into next year. So hopefully going into next year, we'll start pulling the thousands of users into these. And feel free to invite people from your own communities. If you're a member of NFT and PFP communities and you'd love 
to have them learn more about how Secret works, how Stash works. We'll keep doing these spaces. You can join the Stash Discord as well uh, if you want to get access to the wonderful people who have been on this space and get access to the platform as it goes live. So I'm going to bring up John now. Uh, and then we'll get through everybody who's already got their hands up, I think, for sure. All right, you're up. Go ahead with your question, John. I'm just ask, asking about, you know, like, uh, can you have address migration? So, like, with the NFTs and the royalty address, is that something that can be moved um, when wanting to change wallets? Royalties can be updated, but only, um, basically only if you are both the creator of the NFT and the current owner. And that's primarily because, uh, like, just a, a couple examples. Obviously, you don't want to just let the owner change royalties because somebody could buy it and then just decide, okay, well, I don't ever want to pay royalties, so I'll just get rid of them. And you also don't want the creator to be able to change it if they're not the owner because then that opens up a situation where somebody buys it when the royalties were only, say, 3%. And then after they buy it, the you know you don't want the creator be, to be able to say that uh, okay now I'm going to bump it up to 98% now that somebody bought it. So in general, the the only time that royalties can be updated is if you are both the creator and the current owner. Um, if you have a situation where, let's say your uh, your address is changing, um, I would probably I would probably implement that as something where if you think that that is a possibility, uh, like writing your own contract, that would be the recipient of royalties that you can then manage withdrawals uh, and change the, the admins that work for, for that contract. I would probably implement it that way so that you can, uh, you can basically specify the contract address and that wouldn't ever change. So that would be what you keep in the, royalties which uh you know you wouldn't be able to change unless you got that nft back uh and then that way you know you could change the uh change basically who the address is that's allowed to withdraw from that contract thank you you're welcome cool continuing through here i'm going to bring up beardles and then our other two people with their hands up as well all right you're on stage beardles go ahead with your question he has stepped down. That's all right. Let's bring somebody else up. I'll bring up Alice and then Wise Bitcoin next. Okay. Can you hear us? Welcome up. Wise Beyond Bitcoin. Wise Bitcoin, you're on the stage. Do you have a question? Oh, there we go. Good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Secret Network and also Shade Protocol, Stash App, what you guys have going on. I, I have a small YouTube channel wise beyond bitcoin and we really like to keep people abreast of the developments i it's not as much of a question i i missed the first part of this i was busy with some family stuff and i was wondering um if there was something to impart to the crypto community or or what stash is bringing to the table uh some of the nuances i guess that give artists control over their nfts i didn't i didn't hear earlier if you guys talked about how royalties can be split. Um, I just heard now how it can be changed, which sounds really, really innovative and really, really cool for the artist and the current owner to be able to to make a, a change. That that alone. Is there anything else 
um, that I might have missed that I could impart to the community. I actually had a video just come out on um, on you guys yesterday or this morning, and I look forward to keeping the content rolling because I, I've been around Secret for a little while, big fan, and, and I'm just excited to see all this development taking place on the Secret Network. I mean, it's just really exciting seeing what's taken off. Um, so basically, uh, what you missed, what I think you missed, is uh, the ability to have uh, multiple royalty addresses and each one with their um, own percentage. Um, but uh, besides uh, that, it's that's basically it. So the the minter or creator of the NFT sets the royalties. Uh, address A, 5%, address B, 10%. Uh, and once the sales uh, and, and once the sale goes through, uh, the address will get the address A will get five percent and the address B will get ten percent. Uh, but that's basically it. And again, like uh, Badrick uh, just said, uh, it's only possible for you to change the addresses um, if uh, you are the minter and the owner of the NFT. Uh, the addresses will be private for everyone the percentage will not be will be public um and once you are the owner since you have transfer access of the, that nft you can also see the addresses but uh, besides that it's uh, completely redacted for the public that's basically it Awesome. Thank you very much for catching me up on that. I, I do want to pump another video out on what you guys are doing. And I, I had one more question um, on the NFT, but it I guess it slipped my mind. So I'll just sit back and listen to what else you guys have to say. Awesome. Thanks for stepping up. Uh, we got two more requests here. Beardles is back, so I'll bring them up first. Uh, hopefully it works this time. And then we've got the cultivator. And then we'll probably start wrapping things up here. Okay, Beardles, you're back on the stage. You want to try to ask again? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm sorry about what happened last time. Thanks for bringing me up. Um, it's kind of a novice question, but uh, at, at a higher level, I guess, what do you guys see yourselves uh, and uh, the innovation that you're creating being remembered for, let's say, six months or a year from now, uh, when we look back and say, wow, these guys really did something different and really changed the game? What do you... What do you yeah, imagine being remembered as only six months to a year. Well, that's not bad. I can take this at least from my perspective. Um, you know, the secret NFT ecosystem is really what's special, and it's just a smaller part of what's happening with secret as a layer one. We've been around since 2017 building this. A lot of the people who are on this call have been around that long as well and are now contributing at the application layer, but they've been a part of the fabric of this community for years. So where we want to see ourselves in six to 12 months as an ecosystem is just to see hundreds of projects launching on the network at the application layer or as PFP projects or as artists or games. Uh, and especially now on the DeFi side as well with Secret Swap and, and Sienna and Shade launching as the, as the next project uh, that we think is going to be a huge game changer. We just want to show what's possible with the expanded design space that building privacy by default brings. And we want people to be able to feel that value as users of the applications, not just people who read messages on Twitter about it and kind of hear what the narrative is. We want them to actually use these things. And NFTs are so accessible 
and the people launching them on secret are so creative and themselves groundbreakers that we just want to support them any way we can. And in six to 12 months, we want people to look back at this NFT revolution on secret, the way that they looked at NFT revolutions on other layer ones that, that have managed to really scale outside of Ethereum. But ours are going to be the most community-driven, the most interesting and differentiated, the most unique, and they're going to be the most sustainable because of these privacy properties, because of the way we approach native access control, uh, because of the value, ultimately, that gets created for the collectors and for the creators. I have a lot stronger feeling that in five years, we'll look back and it'll be obvious that these were features that needed to exist in NFTs from day one to have them create and keep value. And we'll look back instead at some of these other ecosystems that looked a lot more like copycats or cash grabs, and they could have been short-term successful, but a lot of collectors are going to end up jaded in these ecosystems when they see that these things can't create sustainable value or sustainable communities. I think everybody here really firmly believes that Secret's private by default ethos is what's going to allow for that sustainability and will still be sitting here in years to come. And people will be talking about these early collections as the most valuable NFT collections, not just in our universe, but in the overall blockchain universe, not just because they're private by default, not just because they were early, but because they have been so highly utilized, they're sustainable, they're composable. We believe in a multi-chain NFT future with secret as a settlement and secure layer for NFTs. So check back in six to 12 months, hopefully we're many steps closer to that vision. And the best way to measure it will be how many more projects have launched, how many people are using Stash, how many people are in these unique communities that are forming on top of the protocol. And anybody on this space, you know, you can be a member of one or all of them. So here's hoping that you take the deeper dive into these ecosystems over the coming weeks and months. Um, one, one thing I'd like to add, uh, and I'll try to do it uh, briefly, but uh, like one thing that really excites me just about secret NFTs in general is just all the possibilities that we haven't even, like the, the community at large hasn't even thought of yet. And especially regarding uh, NFTs used, uh, basically like utility-based NFTs. So uh, just, just uh, one brief example that I had kind of tossed around in my own head is imagine uh, imagine an app where you basically have a fleet of self-driving cars. So this will be sort of like an Uber. Um, whenever you, you know, either there's cars already waiting for you, like at an airport, or you can have one sent to you. But when you get to a car using using your phone, you have already like put in where your destination should be, stuff like that. So when you get to the car, you can scan a QR code that's on the car. And what that does is your app will then send, it'll mint an NFT where in the private metadata, it has your destination. And since that's private, nobody would be able to eavesdrop on that on the blockchain. It might also include some files that'll be used for facial recognition once you get in. And so you, you scan the QR code, it mints it, it sends it to that address. The, the car door does not open until it receives this NFT, knows that somebody is there to, to enter. And then after you get in, it uses the private file to verify that it's you. And basically it can drive you to your destination and the payment settlement can happen on chain as well. Uh, another interesting aspect of that is 
like if you're in a jurisdiction where securities are not an issue, you can because this is all decentralized and on a blockchain, you would also be able to basically tokenize ownership of those cars and do profit sharing of whatever those cars make. So I, I like those sorts of uh, utility based NFTs where you need to have private data absolutely excites me. And I can't wait to see what people come up with in doing this. Wow, that, that's really cool. And I guess the, the ethos of privacy is also the ethos of, of crypto originally to begin with, right? We want that privacy and decentralization and all that. Ideally, yes. We're, we're keepers of that torch. We're believers of that dream. Um, but we also feel like in keeping with that ethos, we can still be experimenters. We can still live on the bleeding edge of this space. Uh, and we want to build things that keep to that ethos, but have still never been built before. And I think the NFT universe is one place where you're just going to see a massive sandbox of exploration over the next months. Just cool to see what you can do with a whole independent layer one. It really feels like the doors have been thrown wide open. Uh, let's get to our last question and then we'll close this space. I think this was awesome for a first space, uh, first secret space. Again, we will be doing these on a weekly basis, sometimes with special guests, sometimes just with core members of the secret community, whether that's uh, secret labs, core development team or foundation or application teams or NFT creators. If there's people you'd love to see us host on a space, uh, make sure to reach out in the secret discord with your suggestions but I'm gonna bring up the cultivator uh, as our last guest speaker and question asker. And again, thank you to everybody who's joined up to this point. So go ahead, cultivator. All right. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, my actual question is not a question. So thanks for having me real quick, but I just wanted to say, I've been around the, the secret ecosystem for a while, over a year, and I've been waiting for uh, secret NFTs in the marketplace to become a thing for since I've been here. It's what I'm most excited about um, as an artist um, and a creator. Um, one thing specifically, I actually just made a post on it recently, um, specific to like NFT photography, which is getting really big. And just the idea of um, secret now allows you, you don't have to, you know, put the full resolution JPEG up for everyone to see and you know, download at their whim, um, you know, you can, you know, put a watermark on it, for example, um, and just like only actually give the full, the full experience to those who, who buy it and who, you know, want to be a part of that experience. And so just like, just with that and kind of the things that we're building at uh, um, Secret Collective, we've got a kind of a 3D gallery experience that we're playing with. And it's, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, something we're really excited about and uh, really just wanted to say uh, thank you to the team and I don't know, all the hard work for all the other alpha and beta testers out there. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited and appreciate all the hard work you guys have put in. Very kind thank of you. Thank you, very kind indeed. All right, well, we're signing off here. Thank you again, everybody who attended this Secret Spaces. It's been a blast uh, and really wonderful questions. And again, if you're looking to participate in the mainnet launch, please do go to the Stash Twitter. It's S-T-A-S-H-H-A-P-P -P for Stash App. There you're gonna get your updates. You can also go to stash with two H's dot C-O. And we're going to be updating all of those sites to point to the mainnet. 
once that's launched this Friday. You'll hear a lot about it on Twitter, or you can go and join the Discord. The link to the Discord is in the Twitter, and it's also linked from the Stash website. So you can jump in there, ask your questions, meet the community of creators and collectors. We would love to have you join some of these incredible communities that have already popped up around the secret ecosystem based around secret NFT usage. So thank you again to the Stash team. Thank you to Patrick here from the foundation who helped to set up this space and moderated. Um, thank you, everybody who attended. We will see you on the next Secret Spaces this time next week with a topic uh, to be announced. So do stay tuned and thank you again for taking the time to join us. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to the next one. Learned so much. Thank you, guys, and good luck on the launch. Next time we should give away an Anon, huh? We should do it every week. Again, just kidding. <laughs> For 580 weeks. <laughs> exactly right. That'll, that'll get the people out. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Secret Spaces featuring Stash, recorded on December 14th, 2021. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Volcanoes erupt No one ever guessed that the game would be tough Keep it hands off when the play is a bust Plain old and just so we keep it on the one Blast off on the two Help me see the three Third eye open wide Checking out the scene Razor beam focused Starscream jokers Living off the fat of the people they approach Tell me what happens when the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned for the famine on deck We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-Bubba-Billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-Bubba-Billion Vision in the middle, men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next. No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up. Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol, but it didn't matter. We was all hyped up when the pedal lit the metal, he just didn't have the right skill. Watched in the daytime till the night curfew. Rats in a cage till they make time to murky. Got a little job that falls under my purview. We gotta get this mob away from the birds. Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion Vision 
Sitting in the middle, men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Channel spaces.